everybody, and welcome to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons Family Podcast. I am the Father Brian. Uh, hi, I'm I'm Brendan, and yeah, that's that's my name. Are you pointing to me? I'm pointing to you. And I also said what, and I didn't realize you were doing the intro, because um, I'm Corey. I'm Corey. So me saying, is everyone ready? Here we go. Wasn't enough warning. <laughs> and I was like, what? Who, me? And last but not least. Hi, it's Kaylin. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Kaylin. I think this is the worst intro we've had yet. It really is, is it? but Uncle Carl will say it's the best because he didn't do anything like, hey, it's me, your boy, coming at you. Here I am. Eh, dab on that, haters. <laughs> That was a pretty good Brendan impersonation. If he was born in New York City. <laughs> hey, hey, yo, I'm Brendan. <laughs> what does being born in New York City have to do with anything? That's a New York accent. Hey, uh... I'm Brendan here. Well, thank you all for joining <laughs> us today. Oh, jeez. Anyway, oh, it is me. If it was dab, if you said dab on those haters, I said dab on those haters. You said that. Dab on that hater. There's only one. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one. Yes, there's only one. And his name is Carl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we thank you for joining us today. Um, we hope everybody is safe and well. Um, obviously, we're still dealing with quarantine right now, although it sounds like things might be starting to get a little bit on the up and up. Um, I know in our area here, we're saying that we are entering phase one of... Uh, kind of coming back and they're opening some things up so hopefully this is a sign a good sign for things to come because new york is whack and has phases most states have phases oh i don't know <laughs> because because they don't want to just jump right into it well just yeah but like once. there's some weird system i don't know i don't pay attention yeah that's no surprise so all right so let's start off right away and let's get to our romper room shout out Oh, hi. Um, I'm looking for the mirror. Here's my mirror. Oh, it's dirty. I better clean it. Oh. <laughs> That's me spraying Windex on my mirror to clean it. Because it's always dirty for some yes, reason. always. People are going to think we have this filthy house, which just isn't true. It's next not true. Next I time, clean it, like, all the time. Next time you do that, you should yeah. do an ASMR thing. Oh. <laughs> That's a good idea. Okay, no, what no, am I doing? No, no. Romper room shoutouts. That's right. Here is who I see. Let me look in my mirror. I see Maurice. Maurice is first this time. Hello, Maurice. I see Carl. I see Patrick. I see Susie. I see Caleb. And I see Caleb's parents, Jessica and Mike. I see Kristen. By the way, sidebar, Kristen. I was looking through my Facebook memories, and she, like, was very nice and complimentary when we got engaged, and I don't even know who she is. Like, she's a friend of yours. I think you met her once. I just want, I, oh. It was a long time ago, though. Dude, if I met you once, I'm sorry. I said I don't know you. Um, But I want to say that really meant a lot to me, that a stranger would be like, congratulations, and other people would be like, Yes, because today, um, today is the day that we got engaged years ago. Yes. It is? Yes. It is. On Uncle Richie's birthday. Why? The best birthday present your Uncle Richie ever got. 
was to have me as a sister-in-law. You can ask him. He'll tell you. Um, <laughs> All right. Sorry. Back, I'm back sorry. to it. I'm sorry. Thank you, Kristen. Hello to you also. Um, who else do I have to say hello to? Did I say Susie and Patrick? I did, didn't no. I? No. Oh, hi, Patrick and Susie. I see you guys. Teresa, my friend Jay, uh, Mary Beth. Uh, let's, let's get to the other people. TJ and Cash. Hello. Um, Karen and Georgia. I forgot to mention Kristen and Tom. Sh- nope. Katie and Tom Schwartz. I was thinking of Kristen being nice to me still. Uh, oh, and a person that I really honestly know, Don Johnson. Now, I'm not talking about Miami Vice. I'm talking about Buffalo's finest comedian. Would you? Yeah, sure. Buffalo's finest comedian, Don Johnson. Uh, um, I almost choked on my own spit. Um, Fun. Cut that out. <laughs> hello, Tom Middleditch, Ben Schwartz. You already said Ben Schwartz. Uh, he loves The Simpsons, so he, he does. He listens twice. And um, I'm. Who am I forgetting? Oh, that's right, Richard Gere. <laughs> Thought we made it through. Richard Gear, hello! Thought we made it through. Woo! Richard uh, Gear. Alright, is it time to put the mirror away? And oh. Oh, I would oh. like to say hello not only to Buffalo's finest, but Miami Vice's finest. Uh, Are you looking for the other guy, uh, not Don Johnson? Philip Michael Thomas. Philip Michael Thomas, he's a big fan because of Richard Gear. Oh, I just thought it was, he was confused because he thought his buddy Don Johnson was listening, but it's the he, other Don Johnson. He, he knows. He knows. Um, yes, I'm going to put the mirror away. Maybe I'll put it away somewhere where it won't be so dirty next time. There you won't. <gasps> oh my god, do you know who I forgot? You forgot. Timothy! Wow. It's funny you say that. He's not going to be listening anymore. He just gave me the finger, <laughs> and now he's turning off the podcast. Timothy, I'm sorry, friend. Hello to you. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Timothy because we have an email today and our email comes from Timothy. What the hell are you doing with (laughs) your hair, man? I've been doing this all week. I don't like it. Stop it. It's almost as if we (laughs) planned that or something, which we didn't. Timothy! Oh my God, I'm going to puke. All right, so... (laughs) So, yes, we did get an email this week from my friend Timothy. He was writing us an email in regards to our our last episode, Bart versus Australia. And, of course, Timothy was the one that picked that episode for us. So he said, cheers, mates. What's the good word? And he said he just wanted to drop a quick thanks for the review of his suggested episode. And he said it was another very fun podcast. And then he said he thought that maybe we broke the record on getting to the actual <laughs> review. But he said, hey, no worries. The introductory banter was great. Looking forward to the next episode, which hopefully we don't let you down. And for the holidays this year. And he's definitely getting Corey a map of Canada. Thank you, Timothy. I really need that because I i mean, I know how to get to Niagara Falls, Canada. Because it's over the bridge. And uh, Ikea in Burlington. And uh, maybe Toronto. Maybe Toronto. Well, he does say, after all, it's easy to miss all tuck away down there. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, he finishes up by saying, hope you guys are riding out the end of the quarantine safe and don't have to get back to the office too soon. Smell you later. 
So thank you again, Timothy, for reaching out to us. Um, if you would like to reach out to us, just a reminder, we have an email, and that email is so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. I'm not going to mention Twitter, even though I just did. But let's jump over to our Instagram. Kaylin, oh, would let's you go like to, to Graham tell Town. Us about Instagram. Graham Town. Graham Town. So we do. Oh God, we do have an Instagram. I'm Graham Town. What is it? Graham Town. What's Graham Town? Instagram. No, what is our Graham Town? <laughs> what's 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 the word at Graham Town, baby? Our Instagram is so it's come to this underscore pod and you can shoot us a message or you can also reach us on facebook um and just search for so it's come to this um on facebook and you should be able to see us there so all right so moving on here we're exiting gramtown baby yes we're we're done okay. with maybe we don't want to end so we have our ion springfield segment and for our ion springfield I actually have a few things today what happened in springfield <laughs> Is that going to be the introduction? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So the first thing was um, the actual age of the Simpsons characters has been revealed. So it was recently posted um, that someone found in one of the episodes um, a little Easter egg that showed Homer's driver's license. So his driver's license said that his birth date is May 12, 1956. Oh, wait, wait. So he's like 40-something? No! Older than that. Wait, wait no. It came out in the 80s, didn't it? Yep, but his birth date was May 12th, 1956. So if it's 2020, oh, right now... But they don't really age. That would make him 64 years old today. That's not that and Did you say June or May? May. May 12th. So actually his birthday was just last week. So happy birthday, Homer Simpson. So yes, of course, the characters don't age on the show, but if they did actually age, he would be 64 years old. So now, Corey, here's something that's going to depress you. So if that's the case, and if Bart was 10 years old when the show started, he should be 41 years old. And Lisa would be 29, or 39, I'm sorry, and Maggie would be 29 or 30. Wait, oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Interesting stuff. Um, times. Also found another prediction, and this is that same episode, Margin Chains from season four, where they were saying that, you know, they predicted the coronavirus and all of that. And, you know, uh, we talked a few episodes back that Bill Oakley um, works on The Simpsons, and he was basically saying that, like, you know, this is ridiculous. We don't really predict the future, this and that, blah, blah, blah. If you go back and watch that episode, that exact same episode, right after they have the big reveal over the Osaka virus, shortly after the townspeople are pleading for a cure, and they're talking to um, Dr. Hibbert, and they're pleading for a cure, and he says, there is no cure, all I can offer you is placebos, and then someone, which of course placebo means it doesn't yes. work, and someone says, where can we find these placebos? And there's a white truck parked off to the side, and someone says, maybe they're in there, and they go into the truck, and they take one of the crates, and they throw it on the ground, and break it, and guess what's inside that crate? Killer bees. <gasps> Murder hornets! Yep. <laughs> so, 
when Cracker Jacks! S- when somebody brought that up to Bill Oakley, he actually said, okay, fine, I guess we did. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, all right, that's kind of a weird coincidence. Um, I mean, but to be fair... <laughs> Like, The Simpsons has had so many episodes that, like, whenever someone's like, The Simpsons predicted the future, I usually don't believe them because, like, they have so many episodes and so many plot points that you're gonna make some parallels with possible events in the future. But that is kind of a weird one. I mean... In the same episode, right after they're talking about this huge disease... Then they're dealing with killer bees. I mean, there are certainly a lot of coincidences. <laughs> yeah, sure. So another interesting thought to ponder on. Um, another thing is um, with social distancing and you know a lot of um, events and things like that being canceled. Of course, a lot of people, the class of twenty twenty is not able to experience a lot of the things that they should normally experience. And one of those things, of course, is graduation. So I'm not going to read the entire thing because it actually is, I mean, not super lengthy, but it would take me a few minutes to go through it. But if you can find it, I'll put it up on our Facebook page. Um, Homer Simpson delivers the commencement address for the class of 2020. And it's pretty funny. It was published in Entertainment Weekly. Um, and it, it definitely gave me a few chuckles and things like that. So, so check that out. Um, you can find it online. Um, it was posted by Entertainment Weekly. Um, again, I'll put it up on our Facebook page. And last but not least, um, it was announced that Simpsons episodes on Disney Plus are going to be presented in their original ratio starting May 28th. Took them long enough. Say this? Well, like yeah, but we didn't have an ago. actual day. They oh, just okay. said some point in May. So they actually did announce, and this actually is hot off the presses. It was just a couple hours ago um, that this came out. It'll online. be several days yes. by the time you hear this. Oh. So, but anyways, uh, May 28th is when you can see The Simpsons in their original ratio, so that way you're not missing any jokes in the background and things. I think that's going to lead us to the useless weather update. Yay! Oh my god! All right. There was much rejoicing. Yay! Today it is seventy-two degrees Fahrenheit, and it feels like seventy-two degrees. It's perfect out there today. It's sunny. I didn't go outside once. Yes, today. you did. Well, it was early though. It was like seven. Oh yeah, tell them why you it had was to go eight. out today. I picked up the stuff in my locker. Locker cleanout day. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Back to the weather. It's sunny. Not anymore. Kind of. Because it's eight o'clock. Okay. So. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, the humidity is twenty nine percent. Um, the, the wind is 11 miles per hour. What's that in knots? <laughs> the sunrise is at, was at 5.47 a.m., and the sunset today is, at, like, 20 minutes in 8.38 p.m. And, are you ready for this? Yeah. No. The pollen today. Right. Is... A 9.4 medium high. The top allergy... She said the thing! (laughs) 
What's the top allergen? The top allergens are oak, birch, and ash. So stay away from them. And yes, we're definitely heading into allergy season. So be aware. Michaela's Our tree finally blossomed. Not so useless anymore, am I? <laughs> <laughs> Booyah. <laughs> My God. All right. Thank you, Kaylin, for that. Um, how about our news and views today, Corey? Well, I've been looking for some news and views, you know. Have you? See if, seeing if Gigi Hadid has done anything. She's not. You know Gigi Hadid. You know Gigi. She doesn't listen to the podcast. She gave me the finger. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Why does everyone hate you? I, you gotta ask Gigi. Um, oh and gosh. not Jiggy. Because Jiggy is Lisa Vanderpump's dog. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yep. Um, so, by the way, the se- season fina- season finale of Vanderpump Rules was last night. And as you all know, I do love Vanderpump Rules, but I didn't see the season finale yet. So, if any of you watch it, maybe you could email me and we could talk about it. Because no one I really know likes it. Um it's a train wreck. I'm coming around on it. You know that. Why? It's crazy. I'd like a friend. Um, okay, continue. Kristen? Okay. News and views. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. So, Kaylin, this one's for you, baby. Well, that's a frog. <laughs> what is your obsession with frogs? <laughs> she just showed me her phone. It is cute. And she... It's a frog. Okay. It's a frog holding a leaf as an umbrella. So, this one is for you, Kaylin. Okay, hi. Hi. You know The Office? <laughs> yeah, I know The Office. You know Dwight? Yep. You know the actor who plays him is named Rain Wilson? Now I do. Well, now you do. <laughs> you know Billie Eilish? Yep. She uh, sings that song you like? She knows who yep. Billie Eilish yeah. is. So, Rain Wilson... Yep. told Billie Eilish that she needs to move on and find a new show to watch after she tweeted that she has finished watching The Office for the 15th time. <laughs> That's not that bad. <laughs> wow. How many times have you seen it? Zero. Correct. You cannot talk. So, I don't like The Office all that much. When an actor who was in a show is telling you maybe you need to move on. Billy Eilish, it might be time for you to move on. I can suggest some shows for you. Or maybe you could listen to a podcast. What Not ours. Maybe this one. This one. <laughs> I hate podcasts. But you're on one. The truth has been exposed. <laughs> God. Everyone stopped listening to us now. They were like, we just needed that that okay from Kayla. Anyway. All right. So, it's okay. Anyway, Billy Eilish, stick around until act 4 so <laughs> that you can find a new show. It'd be amazing okay. if she stayed, uh, not stayed, if she listened to this. <laughs> I don't think we're her cup of tea. Uh anyways, so do you like the Dropkick Murphys? He does. Yes. Do you like Bruce Springsteen? No. Yes. Do you like Fenway Park? I, sure. What? <laughs> oh, boy. Do you like the day May 29th? No. I'm indifferent towards it. <laughs> well, I mean, you checked out some of the boxes. Uh, the Dropkick Wait. Murphys and Bruce Springsteen are playing Fenway Park on May 29th. It's going to be streaming on the Dropkick Murphys YouTube channel, but um, there's not going to be an audience. Well, looks like I like May 29th now. 
I That's day a, before my dad's birthday and the day after my mom's birthday. What? Yeah. I have a news and views. Is it about Gigi Hadid? No. No. <laughs> Unfor- it's kind of sad. I have a sad one also. The Hello Mega Tour. Oh, yeah. No, that wasn't my sad was, one. Go ahead. The Hello Mega Tour was officially canceled. Not canceled. Uh, until next Postponed. year. That's it's different. I said until next yeah, year. Yeah, but canceled means it's completely done. You're canceled. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Brian. Yeah, so we, are <laughs> <laughs> so we are very sad about that. We were looking forward to going to that concert. I know we've talked about it a few times um, this summer, but we're going to have to wait till 2021. In 2021, London will be 21. That's so true. she'll be able to drink. All right, I'm sorry. Continuing. Oh, wait, Back here's, on. Here's my sad one. Oh, my God. All right. So in Colorado... At the Waffle House, one of their cooks was shot. Do you want to know why? Because a man was ordering takeout, went in without a mask. The cook said, hey, buddy, you need to wear a mask. And the guy shot him. Ugh. I know. I'm sorry to um, Terrible world we live have in. ended on such a downer. All right. Is that all you got? I mean, I'm sorry I don't have more, but it's been, a sl- it's been a slow news week, I guess. That's fine. Gigi Hadid's quarantining herself, and she's like, I'm not doing anything ever, because I don't want that lady talking about me. You just love that name. Uh, I do love her name. Is that the only reason you talk about her? Yes. <laughs> All right, so, well, let's jump into this now. So, we are looking at a... Episode today, um, I was trying to go back and see if there was any specific episodes in regards to, like, a quarantine, and couldn't really find any that really spoke to me. I mean, there was a few that I was kind of looking at, but the one I decided on this week um, is an episode from Season 7. It is the seventh episode of that season, is the 135th overall episode, and it is called King Size Homer. So in this episode, Homer uh, decides that he wants to go on disability and purposely gains weight, so that way he can work from home. So, of course, not quite quarantine-related, but figured a lot of people might be able to relate to working from home and the difference in that and everything, so um, seeing how Homer deals with working from home. All right, so the production code for this episode is 3F05. It originally aired November 5th, 1995. It was directed by Jim Reardon and written by Dan Greeny. And there was uh, there's no guest stars in this one. All right, so getting into this, now the chalkboard gag was one Corey seemed to really like. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, I loved it. So it said, Indian burns are not our cultural heritage. Uh, uh, that... Really? And, that's yeah, what it said? That's what yeah, it said. that's what it said. I used to try to give myself Indian burns. Oh, jeez. Why? why? I don't know. I don't know why. Is that because that's what all the cool listen, kids were doing? Listen, you felt left guys, out? Guys, <laughs> listen. I feel it's been discussed, and Susie can email and verify this. I was a super weird kid. So, like, I thought, like... When I was little, I didn't have many friends. I don't want to bring you guys down again. <laughs> First Waffle House <laughs> shooting. Now this. Now her sad-ass childhood. Um, so, like, everyone who had friends, 
like their friends I guess they weren't real friends but they used to give them Indian burns so I'm like if I give myself an Indian burn maybe people will think I have friends this is so, so sad <laughs> no it gets worse so oh my, my grandma God, I like, never do this <laughs> So my grandma tried to teach me how to give an Indian burn to myself. I feel like she probably called it something different. I'm 100% not making any of this up. Um, What even is that? And as as I'm talking, I'm trying to give myself an Indian burn. You don't know what an Indian burn is? No. It's where where you, you... you, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not gonna demonstrate, but he's not gonna gonna hurt you. Do it on yourself. I can't. So you hold and then you twist. Why would you do that? Because and, it hurts. And why is it called that? It's be, it's racist. Hashtag racism. Yeah, it's racist. What? Why are you laughing? Because I used to try to give Indian birds to myself. Oh, London's here, everyone. I mean, she didn't teach me well. I couldn't really do it. Maybe I should stop talking. <laughs> okay, what's the rest of the story? I mean, I, you know... Basically, I was afraid of hurting myself. <laughs> My God. <laughs> because Isn't that the if, point, though? Because if there's one thing that I have, it's a healthy sense of self-preservation. <laughs> that's, and, one way, that's one way to call it. Yeah, uh-huh. And, um, and I used to just have, like, little teeny pink marks. And this was before, like... This is oddly specific. This was before elementary school teachers like called the cops on people but i think that my name is in a book somewhere that i you know people may have been hurting me but in reality i was just hurting myself because i wanted a friend to give me an indian burn (laughs) so this is why you thought it was so funny (laughs) i mean i guess in hindsight I shouldn't have told this story. (laughs) Also, it was really weird that I found it as humorous as I did. Okay. But yes, my grandma tried to teach me how to give Indian. Oh, I almost forgot. Oh my God, there's more. A few times, my grandma actually gave me Indian burns to make me feel better. To make me feel better. (laughs) Spoiler alert. It didn't. Okay, you good? Um, I feel like I just went through a therapy <laughs> session. A little bit. Um, I'm really sorry, guys. Uh, I hope you guys will all still be friends with me. Um, I, I'm sorry. Just declining more I'm and more. sorry. <laughs> We're all getting canceled today. I'm like, sorry. Who's the next Please. one to be canceled? Nickelback. <laughs> people in the room no just just say it say your say your phrase nickelback look at this photograph what is my phrase oh we're gonna get sued Thank i haven't you. i haven't said that you haven't God. said that in a while in ages. i mean i hope you're all still my friends okay this is I going hope- off the rails right <laughs> i hope you will all give me indian burns let's get into our episode <laughs> did i say that all right, so I have to call my therapist. Oh, Speaking of therapy, <laughs> our couch gag: <laughs> the Simpsons are five malfunctioning wind-up dolls who Hello, waddle therapist? their way to the couch. <laughs> I just picked up my phone and said, "Hello." Oh my god! <laughs> For the record, my therapist's name is not therapist. 
So. All right. So with this episode, a few things that I just wanted to point out before we jump into it. So this was the first episode that Dan Greeny wrote uh, for The Simpsons. So prior to this episode, he was working as a lawyer. What? Yes. And he was contemplating moving to the Ukraine. What? Why? uh, Because he was going to work for a startup company. So he said that this episode saved him from doing so. So essentially what happened was he pitched some ideas to the writing staff, but none of them were satisfactory. So then the showrunner, Bill Oakley, who we just mentioned um, with the uh, predictions, gave him the idea for this episode. Oakley then had Greeny come to Hollywood to write it, and when Greeny showed the first draft to the staff, they liked it, so Oakley hired him. So fairly interesting that you know he was heading to Ukraine, but then stuck around and became a writer. So the writers wanted the title of this episode to make Homer sound proud about his weight. So that's why they decided to name it King Size Homer. Um, They also discussed how they were going to treat Homer's obesity. Uh, They wanted to be very careful that Homer didn't come off as like a hog or anything. So they decided that the viewers should barely see him eating after he reaches 300 pounds. So, of course, they showed him eating leading up to it, and then once he hits 300 pounds, they didn't show him eating anymore. That's nice. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's nice. So, um, as the writers were trying to figure out a way to get Homer back to his old weight by the end of the episode, it was suggested that Homer should feel bad about his obesity and therefore become thin for Marge. But that idea was scrapped in early production. So, a few other things here quick. Um, in 2008, uh, the magazine Empire placed the Simpsons at the top of their list of 50 greatest TV shows of all time and noted King Size Homer as the show's best episode. What? Really? Yes. I don't agree with that. They called it an improvable mix of sharp dialogue, hilarious sight gags, and heart. So I do like this episode, but yeah, I don't know if I would say it's their best. So, And last but not least, uh, when The Simpsons began streaming on Disney Plus in 2019... Former Simpsons writer and executive producer Bill Oakley, there he is again, named this as one of the best classic Simpsons episodes to watch on the service. So, has a good reputation coming in. All right, so let's jump into Act 1 here. Uh, So we get into Act 1 right away, and um, I think, Kaylin, you were kind of taken aback about what was happening right off the bat at, at the episode, weren't you? With the bathroom? She wasn't even really paying attention, to be honest. What happened in the bathroom? So, it, the, it starts right up, and they're banging on the bathroom door. Smithers and the goons. I was just confused. Yeah, it, it seemed that way. Because it, it definitely just jumps right in. Like, a lot of times there's a little bit of story before you kind of jump into it and kind of see what's going on. But yeah, uh, Smithers is banging on the bathroom door and, with the goons. And goes in there, and they're looking for someone. And, Brendan, who do they find in the stall? Well, it's Homer Simpson. Who else? And did you notice where how he was standing? Uh, inside of the toilet. Yes, he was in the toilet. So, just, they... Go ahead. I was going to say just like Frank Reynolds, but... <laughs> so, yeah, so they catch him, and they basically pull him out of the bathroom, yelling and screaming, and, of course, we don't know what's going on, you don't know what's happening, and then you hear Smithers mention... Um, that he's never seen somebody um, be so upset about having to do five minutes of calisthenics. So then we see that Mr. Burns has started a new exercise program for the folks at the power plant. 
Now, I thought this was really funny when you see them working out and Homer is immediately sweating so much and he's stripped all the way down into his underwear. I mean, like, underwear. Homer's basically me. <laughs> well, you don't strip down to your underwear if you're trying to work out. Well, just because it's not legal where we go. <laughs> so, um, and then... At home, all bets are off. <laughs> and then there was a little funny interchange between Lenny, Lenny and Carl where Carl mentions how great the exercise program is, and Lenny says, yeah, every muscle in my body is getting a workout, especially my big, fat mouth. And then Homer says, yeah, especially your big, fat... Oh, wait. (laughs) So, uh, Lenny stole his thunder. Um, So then, continuing on, um, Homer struggles to do a push-up, and he asks uh, about Charlie. And Lenny mentions that he's on disability, which is like a lottery that awards stupidity. So then Homer gets the idea that maybe he should go on to uh, disability. So he starts wandering around, and he's in a construction site at this point. <laughs> and as he's wandering around, he's muttering, must hurt self, must hurt self, must hurt self. And he spies the hard hat area with signs warning of careless workers above. And a wrench falls from where Homer <laughs> was standing. So then he runs over to where that wrench fell. And then a bucket of nails falls in the place right where he ran from. So he gets upset. He runs back. And then Workman walks over and a wheelbarrow of bricks falls on him. (laughs) And then Homer is upset initially. And then he says, hmm, probably better that didn't hit me. And now this is one part I really love because it's just completely ridiculous. Homer decides to spill some oil on the floor. And he takes a run, and he slides on the oil, but he doesn't fall, he just slides. And he keeps sliding and sliding and sliding, until finally he stops at Mr. Burns' office. (laughs) And as he's in Mr. Burns' office, he has an awkward interaction with Mr. Burns. And Brendan, how did you feel about that? Because I know you don't like awkward interactions. I feel like it's better in like an animated setting. Okay. And it wasn't very long. It was not. Yes. But yes, in any in any other show, whenever there's an awkward in, in, interaction with anyone, uh, I usually have to just walk away from the room or like he does shut off my phone. He literally like, walks out of the room. He's done it many times. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that was funny because like they're sitting there. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I I was I was going to share my awkward boss moment. Um, I was calling a different office on their extension. I got the two numbers mixed up. I end up calling the owner's extension, and he answers the phone. Now all of our extensions are labeled with our names. Right. So he answered his phone. He knew who it was. I heard his voice, and I froze. And I didn't say anything. And he said, Corey. And I'm like, ah, hi. I thought you were going to go, huh, and just hang up. (laughs) And then I asked him if he knew the extension I was trying to reach, and he did not. (laughs) So. Good times. That was weird. Yes, for sure. But yeah, so they have a little weird interaction where Mr. Burns just looks up and says, hello. And Homer's like, hi. And he doesn't really know what to say. And he's like, can you push me back in the other direction? Burns pulls out a cane and just gives him a little shove. Pushes him back. 
just <laughs> a, a little silly thing, but I, I found it to be hilarious. Um, so later on, Homer's reading a book, which is called Am I Disabled? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he's going through and he's trying to see if any of these disabilities would fit to him. And he comes across, uh, Corey, did you take those down? I didn't. The ones I, that he came across? I didn't. One was juggler something. Yeah. So carpal tunnel syndrome, lumber lung, juggler's despair. D- juggler's despair, yes. And achy breaky pelvis. <laughs> But he discover he discovers hyperobesity and finds out that if you weigh more than three hundred pounds, you will qualify as disabled. So at that point, is this where he says, "All my life, I've been an obese man trapped in a fat no, man's that, body"? That's, yeah, that's, that's a little later. I think. Little okay, later. sorry. Yeah, because that's when he's talking to Marge. All right. No, but, that's when he's talking to Lisa. Oh right. So, but no, at this point, this is when he has the um, um, he has the daydream of the uh, mountain. <laughs> He sees down at the bottom his weight. Oh, and the pig. Yes. yes. His weight. And then at the top of the mountain, it says 300 pounds at the goal. Uh, and yes, there's a tuxedoed pig down at the yeah. bottom. So, Corey, do you want to talk about the tuxedoed pig? I, didn't he give Homer, like, uh, some words of encouragement? Yes. And uh, I, I don't have it written down. He gave Homer some words of encouragement. Yeah, to run to the top. And, and he's like, you can do it. And Homer starts running to the top. But then he turns around and goes to the pig and just takes a bite out of the pig's arm. And then the pig says, that's the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting thing about this pig. Um, apparently the staffers had it in their head that Cary Grant would have been the perfect voice for the pig. Oh, but unfortunately, he died nine He's years dead. nine yeah. years prior to this episode. So they asked Hank Azaria to do kind of his impersonation of a Cary Grant voice. It wasn't so, bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. So, um, so at that point, Homer come, comes back to reality, and he starts mentioning it to Bart. And Bart mentions that if Homer gains 61 pounds, um, he wants in, and he wants to help um, Homer do this. Lisa is immediately displeased as she's sitting in a beanbag chair and spins around, and Homer screams. <laughs> and Kaylin, I know you really laughed when you saw that. So, what was your thought? I wasn't that? really paying attention at this point, and all I hear, all I, I, I look up and I see her spin, and then I just hear screaming. Yep, Homer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that was great. Um, Lisa, of course, says that he shouldn't be doing this Mm -hmm. he's abusing a program intended to help the unfortunate and um this is where the line comes up Corey, where homer says i'm not saying it isn't sleazy honey but try to see it my way all my life i've been an obese man trapped inside a fat man's body i love that line (laughs) and i don't know why that should go on a Mm -hmm. (laughs) t-shirt And then Lisa, of course, asks, you know, have you told mom about this and everything? And then Homer, great line, just says, no, it would only worry her. If you want to add to her worries, go ahead. I guess I'm just a little more grateful for all the things she's done for us. (laughs) So Lisa, of course, continues on and is saying how this is unhealthy and any doctor would um, not approve of this and everything. And Homer doesn't believe her. So he decides to go see Dr. Hibbert, who, of course, is just appalled, mm-hmm. Calls, says that it's monstrous, and says that he's never heard of anything so negligent, and he'll have no part of it. 
<laughs> so then Homer says, well, can you give me a recommendation of a doctor that will? Hibbert stops, he thinks, and he says, yes. And this is where we meet, for the first time, discussion on our podcast, Dr. Nick Riviera. Is this the first time he shows up in the show? No. He's been on I was going to say, this isn't before. his first Not his first rodeo. Um, so this is one part that I actually absolutely love, was just the back and forth between Dr. Nick and Homer. So as we've been doing the last few episodes, there are certain parts that we kind of act out. So this is going to be one of those parts. So they walk into Dr. Nick's office, and of course we hear, Hi, everybody! Hi, Hi Dr. Dr. Nick! Now there are many options available for dangerously underweighted individuals like yourself. I recommend a slow, steady gorging process combined with ossal horizontology. Of course. Then this wonderful chart that Dr. (laughs) Nick points to, and he says, You'll want to focus on the neglected food groups, such as the whipped group, the congealed group, and the chocotastic. What can I do to speed the whole thing up, Doctor? Well, be creative. Instead of making sandwiches with bread, use Pop-Tarts. Instead of (laughs) chewing gum, chew bacon. You could brush your teeth with milkshakes. Hey, did you go to Hollywood Upstairs Medical College too? And remember, if you're not sure about something, rub it against a piece of paper. If the piece of paper turns clear, it's your window to weight gain. Bye-bye, everybody. Dr. Oh, Nick is Dr. Nick. But yes, that food pyramid is just absolutely amazing. Um, I, I just love him when he's pointing to it and just the things that are showing in the food pyramid. So obviously, if you've seen the episode, you know what I'm referring to, but just absolutely hilarious. So at this point, Homer takes Bart shopping. <laughs> and this is where he can, nay, must eat everything he's always wanted. But he has to do it quickly because every second he spends out of bed is burning precious calories. So they grab an assortment of items. Yep. So, Corey, do you remember any of the items? I know one was um, Country Jim something. Yes. And you can just shoot it. Uncle Jim's Country Fill-In. You can just shoot it into your mouth. That's just squeeze and swallow. Yeah. (laughs) And then he also grabs Ham's Ahoy. Oh, I remember tub! Yes, tub. Much Ado About Stuffing. And I I love this one. Cheese H Rice. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> so, yes, all, all kinds of great products he's filling up um, in the cart. So then we see he's sitting there. Um, they're eating ice cream. Well, actually, Homer's eating ice cream. Bart's just watching him. And it's a banana split. <laughs> Or tells him to skip the bananas. Yes, it's just empty vitamins. Ugh. So then we go to the health food store. And while there, Homer's stocking up on weight gain products. And the cashier observes, lucky for you, the stuff doesn't work. So now, Corey. Uh, yeah. I remember you telling me a story. Yeah. About how you used to work at a place such as this. Sure did. Would you like to... Uh, I, regale I'm, us with your stories. I'm, what one are you talking about? What story? Just of working at GNC and how people. Oh, no, would ask you shouldn't for say their... that. We're going to get sued for reals, though. Does that place even exist? GNC anymore? is Big Pharma. 
do not get us sued. <laughs> well, that was like, what, 30 years ago? Yeah, if I was 12 okay. when I worked at GNC. 20 years ago, 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> hello, how can what? I help you? What was that? <laughs> um, yeah, so GNC, like, I was super skinny when I worked there, too. So, um... There would be these people that came in, and a manager of mine said, you know, just tell them you use this stuff. Now, I didn't use that stuff, but everyone's, people came in, and they uh, put the weight loss powder down, and they're like, do you use this? I sure do. Now, I'm, then, I'm envisioning you, like, reading a book and not even looking at the product that they're showing. I mean, basically, <laughs> Yes. And then there was, like, anything that was there, do you use this? Yep. What do you use this for? Well, let's see. And I would just read the little plaque. (laughs) It is good for sore throats. It is good for headaches. It is good for... Now, the meatheads were my favorite. Because you got a hella commission on the weight gain and muscle stuff. And also, because I wasn't that bad to look at, and it was Niagara Falls, um, no, we, they, we got closer again. They, they would just be like, oh, hey, how are you? I am going to go work out. Wait, and, was it like Tommy Boy? Yes. <laughs> oh. and, and I would be like, oh, you know what you should use? You should really use this. And they would buy it, and I'd get like a buck fifty commission for everything that I uh, sold in the weight department. So, yeah. I sold it all. (laughs) Did it work? Probably not. (laughs) Did I say it worked? Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Did I read the entire time I was working? Yeah. And sometimes I would just close up shop because it was at a mall that was fairly small. I'm not going to say where, Kaylin. And you already said. I would close up shop and wait. I'd go wait. and I'd go to the pizza place and I'd get a couple slices of pizza and then I'd get some fries and I'd take it back to GNC and as these people are like buying weight loss stuff, I'd be eating my pizza and be like, wow, that's great. You should get that. God. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Fun times. <laughs> I was the assistant manager at that store, guys. Wow. I'm just, I, your guess is really as good as mine. I don't know how I did that. How old were you? I was probably London's age. How did you, you be assistant manager? Well. You work there for a little bit? Yeah, you work there. Seemed and like, like you know what you're doing. Yep. Honestly, there were only like four people who worked there. So I was the best of the limited. <laughs> All right. Back into our episode. <laughs> Why did you ask me about GNC then? All right. Oh, my God. We're going to get sued. Big Pharma. Okay. So we go back to. Don't look at me like that. Bart and Homer I'm hanging see out. see if it still exists. And they're at the Krusty Burger. And we see Homer surrounded by a ton of empty wrappers. Bart offers him the last sandwich, and Homer says, I don't know, a fish sandwich, are you sure? And Bart rubs the sandwich on the wall, and the wall turns clear. And then a bird flies right into the newly clear wall. 
Did we explain how things were clear? Yeah, and, uh, Dr. Nick said that if you rub oh, it again. Oh, I wasn't listening. Oh. Of course you weren't. <laughs> so now at this point, um, Homer weighs himself. And um, so when he's weighing himself, um, he sees that he's 225, which means he lost weight. So he's very upset about this. And Bart point outs that the towel rack... Point outs? Yes, point outs. <laughs> points out. Points out that um, Homer, uh, some of his fat is on the towel rack. Oh. So he removes it, and then the scale hits 296. So Homer's very excited. He only has four more to go. And he fantasizes about what his life will be like when he starts working at Wait, home. but that's a lie. <laughs> it's actually five more, because it was above 300. No, that's later. No, no but she's not. saying you have to be over 300. So yes, you're right. Because it says you have to be over 300. Be 301 ounce. So anyways, he starts fantasizing about what his life will be like when he starts working at home. Now, I have been working at home for a while, and, Corey, does it seem like when I work at home, that's what life is like? What, you mean dancing around and me bringing you lemonade? No, that's not what it's like at all. (laughs) And, um, yeah, and I also notice you don't come around asking um, when my next break is because I'm a vigorous young go-getter. No. How come? (laughs) I mean, should I? (laughs) Enough said. So, um, and then... Okay, you're a vigorous young go-getter. Yay. Great. (laughs) So then we see um, Homer and Marge start dancing after Homer puts a record on, and we see Flanders come in, and he's very (laughs) dejected. (laughs) Because a crazy guy shot a bunch of people in the subway subway ran over my hat. Yep. (laughs) So then we see... um, Homer's still in this little fantasy land, and he's kind of dancing around the bathroom, and Bart sees him, and he calls Lisa in. What? Never mind. Oh, okay. And Lisa starts laughing and just says, huh, neat. (laughs) So then uh, this part's actually uh, pretty funny. So, um, Corey, I'll save this from you, though, unless you want. Do you want to do the back and forth between Marge and Homer or no? I mean, I thought that's what we were going to do. So before we get into this, um, Homer and Marge are in the bedroom. Marge is already lying on the bed reading a book, and Homer sits down, and his weight causes the bed, the bed to tilt and throwing Marge on top of him. Ooh, woo. <laughs> and Homer's like, oh, hi, Marge. And so she starts questioning him about his weight gain. Hi. Um, there's something I've been meaning to ask you. Did you put on a little weight this week? I was going to surprise you, but what the heck? Honey, I'm purposely gaining 61 pounds to get on disability. (gasps) Have you lost your mind? Have you ever thought about your health or your appearance? Oh, so that's it, isn't it, Marge? Looks. I didn't know you were so shallow. Oh, please. I would love you if you weighed a thousand pounds, but... Beautiful. Good night. (laughs) He turns the light off. So then uh, the next scene, we see Homer um, goes to weigh himself again, and unfortunately he's one pound shy of the 300 that he needs, and he's upset because he's going to have to do another day of work. So he kind of looks around, and Bart mentions that he's eaten everything in the house, there's nothing left over, and Homer mentions that he needs a miracle. And then we see Maggie give him a little Play-Doh donut. (laughs) 
and Homer ponders eating it and takes it from Maggie. And then we see Bart, and he looks at the jar, and he says, Dad, non-toxic. And Homer's already eating it. Mm -hmm. And he says, oh, well, that's a plus. (laughs) So he eats it again, and he weighs himself, and he hits the 300-pound mark, and he gets very excited. And then Bart mentions, "Uh, Dad, towel rack. And he removes his fat again, and he gets up to, I think it was 322, 315. 315 315, it was. I have another confession. Yes. This is going to be like therapy. Hello, therapist? Hello? Um, I used to eat Play-Doh. And with that, good night, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I did. I used to eat Play-Doh as a child. Why? I don't know. I like the taste of it. It was kind of salty. Yeah. And weird. I mean, hasn't everyone, like, at least licked Play-Doh? No. It's kind of salty. Yeah. It tastes like salty dough, but more like... I I feel... We're the weirdos, apparently, Brendan Mm -hmm. and I. You know. I, I do know. And I feel like maybe there was something missing from my diet as a child, and I, my body needed salt or something. Clearly. And um, I ate Play-Doh. And you know those, like, fun kitchen Play-Doh sets? I, maybe I shouldn't say anything else. It's sadder and sadder. <laughs> All right. Let's move on, shall we? Let's just say spaghetti made out of Play-Doh once. All right. With meatballs. What about those Polly Pocket clothes? What? What? The Polly Pocket clothes. What about them? What? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. It's... All right. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. You you like, you, you, you know, say that people in this family don't let you talk, so I'm letting because, you talk. Because like some kids like bit Polly Pocket clothes. They bit them. Totally not me. Why did you bite Polly Pocket clothes? It was like stretchy and tasted like rubber. <laughs> and that was See? good for you? No. To taste like rubber? I did it one time. Okay. I was like six. All right. Guess you got to try it first, right? To see if you like it. Yeah, or not. everyone did it. I, no one I did. did. I didn't do it, but I did a lot of weird stuff. Like so. What? so no judgment. I just told like what? you. <laughs> yeah, have you been listening at all? All right, so let's you have more. let's move into Act oh, Two. Oh, hi, London. London should really join us and just like. She won't ever. No, she doesn't like it. Anyway, she's listening. Yeah, and just laughing. And judging. <laughs> yeah, judgy McJudger pants. All right, let's jump what? into Act Two here. Oh my God! So within Act Two, <laughs> that is, I'm sorry. Homer is presented a new home office and is. And Smithers refers to him as a chair moistener, which I thought was hilarious. And this is obviously just becoming a, an elaborate PR stunt. Uh, for whatever reason, Lenny and Carl are there. <laughs> I don't know why. And there's a photographer. Um, so Homer thanks them for their pity. And at that point, Lisa kind of talks to Marge and is like, you know, were you ever planning to try to put a stop to this? And Marge says, normally your father's crackpot schemes fizzle out as soon as he finds something good on TV. But this season, ugh. (laughs) So, yeah, so there's a picture taken of Mr. Burns next to Homer, which is basically all Mr. Burns and very little of Homer. And the headline reads, Burns survived (laughs) shut-in. And now we see Homer going to the vast waistband, which is a clothing store, of course. So Homer is looking for something loose and billowy, something comfortable for his first day of work. 
And the salesman guesses that he does something with computers. <laughs> Which is, like, um, not nice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the word I was looking for. All right. What's the word I'm looking for, Kaylin? You tell me. What? <laughs> he He's judgy. He's yes. judging okay. him. So, yeah. So, the salesman says that many of their clients find pants confining so they offer a range of alternatives for the ample gentleman, including ponchos, moo-moos, capes, jumpsuits, unisheets, Muslim body rolls, academic and judicial robes. You know who wears the moo-moo? Who? Tom Schwartz. Yes. Who is a slender gentleman and doesn't have to wear a moo-moo, but he does. Yep. So Homer says he doesn't want to look like a weirdo, so he's just going to go with the moo-moo. Yeah, Tom Schwartz. Um, as he's walking into the store... Brennan and Kaylin, I'm sure you probably didn't understand. Did you understand what that weird mannequin was that he walked by? The two guys on the motorcycles? Uh, I saw it. Yeah, and just were like, okay, right? I, I've, It seems familiar, okay. and I might like... Corey, did you know what those are? Was it ZZ Top? No. No, no. So, they're um, two twins named Billy and Benny McCray. And they are the world's heaviest twins who weighed over 700 pounds each. How in the heck would we know that? It was in the Guinness Book of World Records. Right, because isn't that that like 5,000 pages by now? Mm -hmm. I used to get the Guinness Book of World Records when I was in school, and I thought it was cool. And that was one of the pictures that was in it, was them on riding the motorcycles. I got the gamer edition when I was in school. (laughs) So, dab on those haters. (laughs) I bought you one of the gamer ones. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure you did. And then you were like, wow, thanks. (laughs) Because I think I was like 14 at the time. (laughs) You, when you were 14, you wanted to be so edgy. He grew out (laughs) half of his hair so so that it would go over his eye. Oh, yeah. And it was like long. And now, now, because of quarantine, I finally get to live out my dream. Because I lived out your dream then, too. My hair never reached. We have a picture of it. It 100% did. And that's when your mom was finally like, You're getting a haircut. (laughs) Well, now. It was longer than your hair now, like in the front, even. All right, so continuing on with our episode, um, we go into uh, Homer Marge's bedroom in the morning. The radio is announcing the morning traffic, and Arnie Pie is basically saying the traffic is as bad as it gets. Because of a fire at the Army testing lab, a bunch of escaped infected monkeys are roaming the expressway. (laughs) And he says, even though it's extremely hot out, don't unroll your windows because those monkeys seem confused and irritable. So, and then at that point, Homer says how much he pities those suckers on the freeway. And, Corey, I have to admit, this part made me think of you when Homer's talking about driving. Gas break honk, gas break honk, honk honk punch, gas, (laughs) gas, gas. (laughs) So, you get a bit of road rage every now and again. I mean, if you say so. So Homer gets down to his workstation. He's surprised that he's actually there a little early. And this is just an absolutely classic scene of The Simpsons. Um, in my job, one of the things that I do is I train people on using a educational software for the company that I work for. And most of the trainings I do, this is what I start our training off with. 
is this little segment of Homer sitting down in front of the computer and reading the screen really? that says to start press any key and then he asks where's the any key he then says he sees esk kataral and pig up but there doesn't seem to be any any key pig up and then he says oh all this computer hacking's making me thirsty i think i'll order a tab <laughs> and he hits the tab button oh no time for that now the computer's starting so yes kaylin i do use this a lot and the reason why I use it is because I try to tell people that, of course, there's different levels of computer users. Some people are like Homer, where they have no idea what they're doing, and other people are very smart with computers. So I always say, if you feel like that, don't worry, we're here to help you. And that's how I tie it all together. Fun. So, but apparently, um, you shouldn't laugh at Homer too much, because um, Compaq, which is a computer company, they said their help desk reports that one of the most frequent new user questions is, where's the any key? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. So and they I love that. apparently fielded this question so many times that they eventually gave up and changed all their documentation to read press the enter key. Oh. So instead of saying press any key, they changed it to enter. press the enter key. So yep. that way people weren't... <laughs> That makes sense because in so many games that I play, uh, it'll say like press start or something, and you could press X or any other button. Right. So they didn't say press like, any key. press any key or any button or whatever because yep. that's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get to see what Homer's job is. He's basically presented with a series of questions, and he has to enter yes or no. So he gets things like check the core temperature. Yes, Y-E-S. Vent radioactive gas. First he says no, and then it says, well, if you vent the gas, that'll stop, um, what is it, plant explosion or something yeah. like that? And he says, oh, okay, yes. So then he releases the gas, and when he releases the gas, it cuts to a farmer tending his corn. Oh. The gas blows out of the... Scarecrow. <laughs> scarecrow, yes. And, like, three-quarters of the crop just completely is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, Corey, you laughed at this part quite a bit at his comment. P- Paul Newman's going to have my legs broke. <laughs> now, do you know why he said that? Because apparently, Newman's own pr- popcorn products. Right. Paul Newman threatened anyone who might attempt to steal his popcorn. What? Yes. Uh, Paul wow. Newman? Paul Newman. Cool Hand Luke? Cool Hand Luke. How is that possible? Yep. So he used to get very upset about that. What we have here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> so then we go back That's into cool the living Luke room. reference, Kaylin. And Bart and Lisa are getting ready for school. Homer's taunting them about having to go to school. And Lisa's like, well, I like school. And Homer says, well, why don't you live at it then? She says, she said, I would have wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So then, again, th- this... Right here is probably, again, I know I mentioned this a lot. This is probably one of my favorite things that happens in The Simpsons. When Bart imagines what his life is going to be like because he (laughs) wants to be a lardo on workman's comp, just Uh, like his dad. Yep. And we see an older, very large Bart lying on a bed with tons of media around, taking pictures and everything, and he just says... I wash myself with a rag on a stick. (laughs) And then everyone applauds for him. (laughs) 
And that probably the best part is going back to Bart and just him going <laughs> and pretending to watch himself. I don't know why. I find that you really hilarious. love it. I do. I love. And that. you and Patrick quote that a lot. <laughs> it's I think hilarious. It's their, I think it's their favorite <sighs> Simpsons line, which is saying so a lot. <laughs> It's just, it's ridiculous. You should appreciate that. Uh, it's its fine. I mean... It's overused by you two. All right, fair enough, fair enough. But continuing on, um, Lisa is again trying to convince Marge to talk to Homer. Um, but then she says that he's surprisingly sensitive and says, Do you remember when I giggled at his Sherlock Holmes hat? He sulked for a week and then he closed his detective agency. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently Homer had a detective agency at some point. So then, um, after that, um, Lisa's trying to continue to convince her because, as she mentions, the longer he lives like this, the harder it's going to be to go back. So Marge tries to find her least nagging tone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And she does find it. So now, Corey, do you want to help me with this one again? Yeah, sure. So um, Lisa fools homer by telling him that marge has made a cake in the kitchen so homer jumps up runs in right away and marge says homer we need to have a serious talk you dragged me all the way from work for that let's quietly and calmly discuss the pros and cons of your controversial plan shall we i con you're endangering your health pro i'm drought and famine resistant con you're setting a bad example for the children pro i er, don't have to go to work Con, you're running the air conditioner nonstop. It's freezing in here. Pro, uh, uh, I love you? Con, I'm finding myself less attracted to you physically. Marge, this is everything I've dreamed of right here. Nobody's going to take it away from me. You never had faith in me before, but let me tell you, the slim, lazy Homer you knew is dead. Now I'm a big, fat dynamo. And where's that cake? There's no cake! Oh. <laughs> Homer sits back down at his terminal and continues answering questions, and he finds out that all he needs to do is press Y mm-hmm. instead of doing Y yes. And I love this. When Marge goes walking by, he goes, Hey, miss, doesn't find me attractive sexually anymore. I just tripled my productivity. <laughs> and Marge is like, Yeah, yeah, good for you. So she says she's going to go off and do some errands and things like that. Homer's continuing to sit there and getting very bored at what he's doing. He starts nodding off. Then he hears that the mail is there, and he gets very excited. As he's getting the mail, he realizes that there is a um, fabric softener sample. Oh, yeah. Are you going to mention the fat guy hat? (laughs) Yes, in the mail. So he washes his hat. His fat guy hat. And is it Lisa that comes down and asks what he's doing? And he goes, just washing my fat guy hat. Okay, apparently there's fat guy hats. Um, So then we see Homer sitting in front of the TV watching a soap opera, and he's got a broom, and he's just, like, hitting the keyboard whenever he's hearing beeping. And then we see the kids outside watching him through the window. And, Corey, you know what that's a reference to, right? It's what's eating Gilbert Grape. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, the nineteen ninety three film. Moo-moo on. Yep, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Um, and he's sitting there, and the boys are questioning Bart about what his uh, dad's job is and what he's using the broom for. Better book than film. Yes. Go ahead. You and, didn't read uh, the book. Actually, I did. What? I had to do it for college. 
So um, Homer sees them. He tries to close the shades with the broom, but just gives up completely. Um, so at that point, he decides he's going to go to the movies. And um, he says the reason why he's going to do that is because he found someone to cover for him. And he's got a little drinking bird <laughs> that's just going down and hitting the Y over and over and over again. So now, the movie he goes to see... <laughs> with Polly Shore. And Faye Dunaway... Honk if you're horny. Honk if you're horny. <laughs> so as he goes up, he says one for honk, and the uh, pimply-faced teen back there says he's got to ask his manager. That kid has a lot of jobs. He sure does. And when he asks the managers, he, uh, Homer is told that the facilities are not equipped to meet his needs. And Homer tries to argue that, well, he could sit in the aisle, and he's like, well, that'll be against the fire code, and, you know, he says he could do this and that, and it's clear the manager isn't going to let him. And then we have a bystander. We don't see him, but we just hear someone yell in the background, hey, fatty, I got a movie for you, a fridge too far. And then everybody laughs as they start coming together. And the, um, Homer is just, just wants his dignity so he would be able to see Honk if you're horny in peace. So the manager then offers him a garbage bag full of popcorn to leave. Yeah. And Homer says that, you know, food won't, um, surprisingly, food won't deter him away from this. And he has this big, long speech about how he's going to, you know, show people that fat people can do things and this and that. And he's going to show people that overweight people are not undisciplined, lazy, and irresponsible. So he gets home, and we see the bird is on its side. <laughs> and the screen is flashing, situation critical, explosion mm-hmm. imminent. And before the scene ends, uh, Homer, we see pretty cool animation, Homer reflected in the screen, and him just kind of yelling out, asking for help, and he ends with saying Flanders. Yeah. So then we get to Act 3. Um, we see the screen is continuing to flash, explosion imminent. Homer assesses the situation, realizes that the gas was invented, so um, and he realizes that the plant is going to explode. We then see Lenny and Carl passing that rumbling tank, and it's looking really bad and everything. And, oh, wait, what does Carl say about the tank? It's all like rumbly and crumbly or something. Yeah. And um, Lenny says, well, who cares? It's Homer's problem. Yeah. So Homer's trying to vent the gas. He can't do it. The pressure's too high. It says it has to be shut down manually. He blames the bird for it, then eventually takes responsibility that he did it. So he decides what he needs to do is call the plant. So he goes to dial the phone. And his fingers. (laughs) Too fat. And as he's doing it, the operator comes on and says, the fingers you have used to dial are too fat. To obtain a special dialing wand, please match the keypad with your palm now. (laughs) So Homer runs out, realizes he's going to have to do it on his own, yells, fat, don't fail me now, jumps in the car, blows out the tires. Jumps on a skateboard, snaps it in half. Tries hitchhiking with a sign that says, give me a ride or everybody dies. Yeah. (laughs) And a car does pull over quickly. And Homer just says, hey, buddy, you got to slow your car down and let me in because I'm a big fat guy and I can't go anywhere because there could be some poison gas. I mean, there's really going to be poison gas and everyone's going to be dead, especially me. And the guy just takes off because he's freaked out. And then Homer sees an ice cream truck, runs out in front of it. The guy stops. Homer comes onto the truck and the guy immediately starts freaking out, just says, just take what you want, get out of here. 
So Homer takes the truck, kicks the guy out, and didn't the guy run away? Yes, he takes off, and he just basically gives the truck to Homer, and then um, we see uh, Mr. Burns and Smithers, and <laughs> Mr. Burns mentions as they're doing more exercises, push out the jive, bring in the love. I love that. <laughs> push out the jive, bring in the love. Lisa's sitting on the bus. And Ralph, Kalen, you really laughed at this part when he says, I heard your dad went into a restaurant (laughs) and ate everything in the restaurant and they had to close the restaurant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then Lisa basically says, hey, my dad might have gained a little weight, but he's not some food-crazed maniac. And then they see Homer driving by in in the ice cream cream truck. So then... And he's like screaming. Yes. Oh, no, he's not. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, ooh, this one's raspberry. (laughs) So then Homer... um, arrives at Springfield uh, Nuclear Power Plant. And did you guys notice that the power plant was open, but yet he drove through the gate? Yes. He drove right over the fence. That can't be safe. (laughs) No. And uh, the exercise crowd gets very excited upon seeing the ice cream truck. An ice cream truck, yeah. And uh, Burns says there will be plenty of time for frozen pudding wagon later. (laughs) And he mentions that they owe him ten more Iroquois twists. And they start saying ten, hi, hi, uh. And then, of course, they're counting that down. Can't do it any. Can't do that anymore. No. So, Brendan, yes. I know you have a issue a lot of times with when you're watching things and they're starting to count them down. And I know the other day you were watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and you said it synced up with the amount of time that they said was coming oh, up. Yeah. So I was thinking when that was happening, did you go in your head and start counting it and seeing if they were accurate? Yeah, it wasn't right at all. I mean of course it wasn't. But no. you immediately did that, right? Yeah, no. I kind of figured you would. So yeah, so of course, just like most tropes and T V and things like that, the time doesn't actually match up. But anyways, what's happening is so we hear the people doing their exercises, they're kinda of counting things down. Homer's driving up the side of one of the cooling towers. <laughs> and there are guys hanging on the truck. Yes. Yep. And the one guy's like, what can I get for 30 cents? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, Homer climbs onto the side of the, um, climbs the side of the ready-to-burst tank. And before that, basically, the truck goes over. And I thought the one joke was funny. The guy comes over to the truck and he says, oh, I can't pick anything without the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> So Homer gets up onto the tank. He climbs um, on top of it. There's like a little ladder going across while they're counting down the high ayahs. And he's getting closer and closer. And he sees the switch, but he can't reach it. The ladder breaks. He still can't reach it. He hopes, he wishes that he had his reaching broom. And still can't get it. And then all of a sudden, the tank explodes. Venting green gas comes up. Homer falls screaming falls into the tank opening and then we don't hear anything then we see that his tremendous girth sealed the opening and ended the crisis hooray so all the employees and gather there was much rejoicing yay they're all applauding for homer burns thanks him from turning a potential chernobyl into a mere three mile island <laughs> and puts an award around his neck and then we end with Home, or Bart and Lisa having a little comment about the whole situation where Lisa says I think it's ironic that dad saved the day while a slimmer man would have fallen to his death 
And I think it's ironic that for once, Dad's butt prevented the release of toxic gas. <laughs> so then, uh, right before we get to the end here, Mr. Burns is so thankful. Uh, he says he'll give Homer whatever he would like. Homer looks at Marge and asks if Mr. Burns could make him thin again. And at that point, um, we see in the exercise yard at night, Mr. Burns is leading a chant, trying to tell Homer to do sit-ups. He's asking him to do one, and is just one, 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 and then he just says, ah, forget it, I'll just pay for the blasted liposuction. All right, and that takes us to the end of our episode. So um, this was a long one, so I apologize for that, but we'll be cutting it down a little bit. I mean, I feel like half of it's my fault. (laughs) I didn't mean to turn this into a therapy session. Right. All right, so let's talk ratings. Uh, I don't know where this one uh, fell on the ratings for the week, but I know what the first one is. Okay. So again, our week of this episode was November 5th, 1995. So it did receive this. Uh, It acquired a Nielsen rating of 10.0 and was the third highest rated show on the Fox Network that week. All right. So you know the number one rated show that week? I do, indeed. Okay, so are you asking us to Indeed. Guess? Oh, Jesus. That was, a, that was a crack. Brendan is turning back into his 13-year-old self. <laughs> He's the pimply-faced teen. <laughs> or do you want to take a guess? What is it, 95? 95, November 5th. Roxanne. Okay, uh, Friends. Cheers. I'm going to go home improvement. It was ER. Oh. Uh, ER again. It was, gold, was, it was the golden age of ER, yes. though third was friends all right okay so thank you for that and um i guess before we get going here we have our act four does anybody have anything that i have an act four all right so there's there's a little reality tv show made in the year of 2007 it's entitled uh kid nation (laughs) yep in which Jonathan Karsh... Jay Karsh. Jay Karsh decided to uh, have 40 literal infants... Not literal uh, infants. Whatever. Oh, that's a completely different show. From <laughs> age 8 to age... The oldest is 15. Um, and he dropped them off into an abandoned town, and they pretty much had to do everything. But tell them about the town, because it's not just a regular town. Oh yeah, no, it's a it's an it's an abandoned ghost town in the middle of the desert of New Mexico, and I am not recommending you to watch this show. That is not what I'm doing. What I am recommending you to watch is a little video on YouTube, uh, on the channel of JonTron, and it uh, it's about this uh, this series, and it is it is very funny and i would highly recommend it it's a two-parter and yeah go watch it it's on jontron's channel and it's called 40 kids no parents and you said there was a lot of lawsuits after that show oh there were at least three because we ended up watching the first episode and were just horrified how terrible it was so there was 40 kids right 40 children and there was one outhouse one outhouse until they won a challenge, and then they got more outhouses. Yeah. 
<laughs> or they had the option to get TV or outhouses, and luckily they were smart enough to choose the outhouses. Some of them. Yes, some of them. There were still some kids who were like, oh, I want to watch TV. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. And it was funny when Brendan brought this to our attention, I said, that was obviously a Fox show, right? And he said, no, it was CBS, CBS right? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wow, I was kind of surprised by that. And um, you didn't remember that show either, right, Corey? No. Yeah, so well, I don't they tried know... to bury it after all the, al- no. all the lawsuits. Did they? they tried to yeah, bury so it. I don't Wait, remember hearing about lawsuits? this at all. Yeah. <laughs> Kids drank bleach. What? What? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. When? Uh, some Some kids... Don't know how to clean glasses, so there there was a dirty glass, and they decided they needed to clean it with bleach. They were ahead of their time. They were trying to stop the spread of corona. Oh my god. (laughs) No, no, but uh, but the next kid came up, decided he wanted a glass of root beer, drank some bleach. Oh god. And the ambulance came. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. (laughs) Yep. Okay. And then and and a girl got several like s- second or first degree burns uh because of uh grease. Yikes. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Yeah, but watch that Kaylin, John Trump They should have had you there because you could have told them that they were going to get sued. Yeah, I would be screaming the whole time <laughs> or sitting on the ground. And people would be like, hey, get up. And I'd be like, leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. I wouldn't help them with anything. Yeah. All right. Anybody else have anything? Well, in, in the vein of JonTron, um, there was also a video that Brendan showed me about a uh, about a movie. About, a movie. About a cool group of kids. The coolest kids on the campus that are RPG. <laughs> Uh-huh. I can't say <laughs> oh that without God. laughing. This this gem of a movie is called Dark Dungeons. Mm-hmm. You can find it on eBay, which I did, and I surprised my family with it. She did. She did. And indeed. we watched it yesterday. Yeah, that was fun. That was something. You guys need to go. And it's not like oh, I mean, it is a serious. I'm sure people think this is a serious movie, and. I can't even say it. It's not a serious movie, guys. RPGers aren't cool. No. They're me. They prob their grandmothers probably gave them Indian burns as children because <laughs> they didn't back. have any friends. Ugh. Um but the movie is horrifically bad in the best way possible. And the Jontron video is hilarious. It really is. So if if you're a fan of things like Mystery Science Theater 3000, feel free to get some friends together and you can riff track it. But I mean, You'll have a good time. Social distance while you get those friends together. You could do it online. You could do it virtually. Uh, House party has a thing, sure. right? Yeah. I don't know. All right, anyone else have anything for us? Yeah, I've been really into uh sewing, I guess, and um cosplaying. And also, uh, okay, here it is, here it is. Hang on. I just, oh, here it is, here it is. Okay. Girl in red. Flower face. And, and Dodie and Tally Hall. And Mother Mother, I've been really into. They're all, like, music artists. 
so, so you guys if you want to rewind your video and look at those, I don't know any of the ones she just said, but <laughs> yeah, go ahead and, and, and look at those. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to give a quick shout out to uh, Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day. Yay! Yay! He has been, <laughs> every Monday, has been posting covers of songs, and he's been calling it No Fun Mondays. And gives me something to look forward to every week, um, where he records these little uh, cover songs and has videos and everything that he releases on YouTube. So it's been a lot of fun to watch those. So, All right. So before we go here, uh, final thoughts of this episode. Anyone want to start us off? Anybody have thoughts on this episode? I mean, it wasn't the worst, but I don't would not by any stretch say it was the best. Okay. And why do you say that? I mean, it was just... I mean, there were some parts that were funny, but I don't think it was the funniest episode I've seen. There was... There was nothing on the scale of Hoju. <laughs> See, I didn't say it this time. Why did I say it? Even yourself? Like, even if you say it yourself. That's ridiculous. Hoju. Stop it! <laughs> Alright, Kaylin, while he's having a breakdown, what do you think? It was pretty good. I didn't really like it, but it was good. <laughs> it was pretty good. I didn't really like it, but it was good. Yep. So were there any reasons why you felt that way? No, it was just kind of boring. I know why. And Mo wasn't in Yep, it. there it is. No Mo. <laughs> we need Mo. Mo, 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 Mo. Mo. So. Mo. Um, yeah, and then for me, like, I actually do like this episode. I mean, um, again, I wouldn't say it was, like, the best one that we've dealt with so far, but um, it has its moments. Like I mentioned, there's a few really, really funny moments. Um, I love that. You only like it because of Rag on a Stick. I do. I love Rag on a Stick. I think it's hilarious. Um... But th- there's some other kind of funny parts, too. Like the, like I said, I use the any key thing a lot because um, I always thought that that was very funny and things like that. So so it has its moments. Um, you know, definitely has early season kind of heart to it. It's not too crazy. I mean, yes, there's craziness that happens in the episode, but for the most part, it's pretty straight lace just kind of goes all with one story there's no b b line or anything like that so it just kind of goes through and you know it does its job um but again it's from early on so a lot of people consider it to be a classic because it's during that um prime period of the simpsons that everybody seems to love so all right well thank you for joining us again today we really appreciate it um, if you wouldn't mind, make sure to give, um, feel free to give us a review or a um, comment uh, to wherever you're finding your podcasts. And tell a friend. If uh, you know someone who likes The Simpsons, tell them uh, about the show if you haven't done so already. I know some of you have, so we really appreciate uh, for those of you that have done that. And we're having a good time with it. We'd like to keep it going um, as much as we can. So, all right, let's, with that, let's close it out. Bye. I'm 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 not as sad as I used to be. So I'm sorry that I made you guys sit through my therapy session of Indian burns and But the question is, do you feel better now? I mean not really. I just told a bunch of people <laughs> my very sad childhood. I I don't know I don't know how I can come back from that. <laughs> Tune in next time and find out how. I mean, guys, if you had a sad childhood, too, with your grandma giving you Indian burns and eating Play-Doh, 
Um, you should write it. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, adios. All right, and we'll smell you later, everyone. Tobias's name from. I, I can't. I can't keep going. I'm sorry. You've muted yourself. Don't worry, a lot of this will be cut out. No, keep it. I can't keep all of this. Okay. All right. Are you done? <laughs> keep going. Keep going. I'm keep trying, rolling. but I keep can't. Rolling. I can't. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> just, just, just go. It's safer for you that way. Okay. <laughs> uh, don't forget when you come back, you're muted. Okay, go, go. Okay, are we good? All don't right. look at me. Yeah.